I invite you to turn with me in your Bible to Mark chapter 6. And while you're turning there, let me set up the context for you. It's been a wonderful day of ministry for Jesus and his disciples. They've just fed 5,000 people with five loaves of bread and two fish. And after feeding the 5,000 with five loaves and two fish, Jesus sends his disciples on a boat to cross over to the other side of the lake. And he says to his disciples, you guys go on ahead of me. I'll catch up with you. Meanwhile, Jesus is such a gentleman. He's such a great host. He sends his guests off. He sends the crowd off. And then Jesus goes up on a mountainside to pray. He spends time in prayer, attending to his relationship with his heavenly Father. After a long day of ministry, he still finds time to pray. And then we have this story here. It's the story of Jesus walking on the water. Now, when I say Jesus walking on the water, what do you imagine it to look like? For me, I imagine it to be like a figure skater. You guys watch the Olympics, right? So some of my favorite parts of the Olympics is the figure skating competition when they're gliding on the ice. And so I picture this calm, tranquil body of water and Jesus gliding on this calm, tranquil body of water. Maybe even doing like, the, uh, like, walk, like skating backwards. And then I even picture, you guys heard of uh, 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 figure skating's doing figure skater, skaters doing the triple salkau. You guys know what that is? It's like when you like spin three times around in the air. So I can even picture Jesus maybe kind of like doing a triple salkau. <laughs> oh, that took a lot of energy. But it was a single salkau right there. Sorry. <laughs> and so that's the image I get. The image I get is that, that Jesus is gliding on this calm, this tranquil body of water. I never really paid attention to the details of this story. Now check out the details of this story with me. Mark chapter 6. And we're beginning this morning in verse 47. Listen carefully. This is the word of the Lord. It says this. Later that night, the boat, the boat that the disciples were in, the boat was in the middle of the lake. And Jesus was alone on the land. He saw the disciples straining at the oars because the wind was against them. Let's stop there for a little bit. The disciples are in the middle of the lake. Things start out well for them. 
favorable sailing conditions. But things turn ugly really quickly. The conditions are no longer ideal for sailing. They find themselves stuck in the middle of the lake. We all like the beginning of journeys. I love the beginning of journeys. If Kids, if we say, let's all go to Disneyland next week, don't you like the beginning of journeys? You're like, you, you get excited. There's enthusiasm and anticipation for the vacation, the trip. Maybe it's a project. We like the beginning of journeys. We also like the end of journeys. It's like after a three-day pass at Disneyland, you're like, I can't wait for the end of the journey, right? We like the end of the journey. We see the finish line, and we just say, I love the beginning, and I love the end of journeys. But the middle of a journey, man, imagine being at Disneyland on day two of your three-day pass. Long lines, hot summer sun, screaming kids. You're in the middle of the journey, and it's fatigue, and it's tiring, and it's weary. That's where the disciples find themselves in. Not the beginning, not the end, but the middle of the journey. They're in the middle of the lake. And then the Bible says this. It says, the wind was against them. There's an Irish blessing that says, may the wind be always at your back. You don't want the wind to be in your face when you're sailing. That's not ideal sailing conditions. But for the disciples, the wind was not at their back. The wind was against them. They were facing a strong headwind. This is not a calm, tranquil body of water. With strong winds, there was probably strong waves. There was probably a strong current rowing against the wind and the waves and the current. That's not an ideal situation to be in. And then the Bible says this. The Bible says that the disciples were straining at the oars, straining at the oars. They, they're struggling against this strong headwind. They're rowing really hard, and there's like little to no progress. They're putting in maximum effort, maximum, maximum effort with little to no progress. And I can imagine that they're probably kind of tired, maybe a little worn out, maybe even discouraged and frustrated. And so the disciples find themselves stuck in the middle of the lake. They're straining at the oars, and the wind is against them. And maybe you can identify with the disciples. Sometimes we find ourselves in this kind of scenario in our lives. Things start out well, then you find yourself stuck in the middle, stuck in the middle of a challenging situation. And there's strong headwinds. Everything is a strain and a struggle. Life is so hard. But take heart. 
I believe that the Lord has a word of encouragement for us this morning. Let's take a look at what happens next. And so Jesus sees the disciples stuck in the middle of the lake, sees the disciples straining at the oars, sees this strong headwind that's against the disciples, and listen carefully to what Jesus does. It says, Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. He was about to pass by them. But when they, the disciples, saw him walking on the lake, they thought he was a ghost. They cried out because they all saw him and were terrified. Immediately, Jesus spoke to them and said, Take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Then Jesus climbed into the boat with them. And the wind died down. And the disciples, they were completely amazed. In the midst of the disciples being in the middle of the lake, in the midst of the disciples straining at the oars, in the midst of this strong headwind that's against them, the Bible says that Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. And the disciples, they're terrified. They think they see a ghost. And Jesus says, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Then Jesus climbs into the boat with them. Isn't that neat? Jesus takes the initiative, Jesus makes the first move, and Jesus goes out to them walking on the lake, and he climbs into the boat with them. And his powerful actions communicate this message. We're in it together. We're in it together. Take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. We're in it together. And perhaps God's word of encouragement for us this morning is this. Take heart. Take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. We're in it together. Take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid, we're in it together. This is a common theme when Jesus shows up. Consider the story in Luke chapter 5. In Luke chapter 5, we meet this paralyzed man. He's unable to walk. This is his, the boat was in the middle of the lake 
scenario. This is his straining at the oars hardship. This is his, the wind was against him season of life. Well, his friends, they hear that Jesus is in town. And so they put their paralyzed friend on a stretcher and they carry this stretcher to the home that Jesus is teaching at. But it's crowded. There's lots of people, shoulder to shoulder, and they, they don't know how they'll be able to carry this stretcher to where Jesus is located in the house. But they're determined. They won't give up. And they come up with a plan. They go up onto the rooftop of this house. And they start breaking apart the roof. And then they lower the stretcher that their friend is on to where Jesus is located in the house. And a miracle takes place. This paralyzed man is made whole. He takes up his mat and he walks. Jesus shows up and this paralyzed man experiences this beautiful, this wonderful, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. We're in it together moment. Take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. We're in it together. It's a common theme when Jesus shows up. Consider this story in Luke chapter 8. In Luke chapter 8, we meet this, this guy. His name is Jarius. And Jarius' daughter is sick. And his daughter is just 12 years old. It's, it's his only daughter. She's dying. She's in bed and she's ill. And so Jarius is desperate. Here he hears about this guy named Jesus. And so he goes to Jesus and he falls at Jesus' feet and he pleads, he begs with Jesus, Jesus, will you come to my house? Jesus, my daughter is sick and she's dying. She's just 12 years old. My only daughter, please come to my house that she might be healed. And Jesus agrees. And so they make this journey to Jarius' house. But along the way, a messenger from Jarius' house comes running and says, I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but your daughter has passed away. And Jesus turns to Jarius and says, don't be afraid. Believe. And they arrive at Jarius' house. And Jesus takes Jarius' daughter by the hand and her life is restored. Jesus shows up, and Jarius' daughter is healed, and this entire family experiences this beautiful, wonderful, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid, we're in it together moment. Take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. We're in it together. This is a common theme when Jesus shows up. 
Consider this story in Luke chapter 18. In Luke chapter 18, we find this blind man. And he's on the roadside. And he's begging. Begging for money. He's a blind roadside beggar. Most likely shunned by society. Most likely unloved and unaccepted. And he hears this commotion. There's something going on. And so he says, hey, somebody tell me what's going on. And somebody says to him, there's this guy, Jesus, that's passing by. And so this blind beggar, he starts shouting at the top of his lungs, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And the guys that are around him say, shh, be quiet, cut it out. You're embarrassing us. And he cries out even more, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And so Jesus has him brought over. And this blind man, his sight is restored. Jesus shows up and this blind man receives this beautiful, this wonderful, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid, we're in it together moment. And maybe this morning you're going through some hard times. You're going through a storm. You're in the middle of a lake, if you will. And you're straining at the oars. And there's this strong headwind that's against you. And perhaps God's word of encouragement and hope for you this morning is this. Take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. We're in it together. Amen. Let us pray.